the last time I had it, I was half in the bag and I was whipping through town with some rap music blasting backseat for the twisted souls. We killed the dirty fireball and a couple bowls. It's how we do. And it was just about the proper time to drop the vehicle. I swang it in the lot behind the Papa Gino's Jaywalks right across the street. It wasn't All right, well, welcome back to another edition of Beneath the Bar, operating under the Brown Bag Lunch Crew title. As always, I'm here with my boy Kenny Quinn and our producer, Jay Bird, Jason Vizina. What's going on, fellas? How we doing? How we doing? What up? Not bad, not bad. Just just shipping our way through Corona here one week at a time. Things are starting to loosen up a little bit. So we got that going for us. Had a string of, string of some nice weather uh, this weekend into this week as well. And Sports also starting to rear its head back, which is which I think people need. You know, the NHL, NBA, we'll get to those. The playoffs starting to get some talks in what those formats will look like. But first, we got to mention probably the biggest sports event of the week. Well, the only sports event of the week, and that was uh, the match: uh, Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady against Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning. Um, I'm not the biggest golf guy. I- I'll watch when it's on or like when the big majors are on. Um, I thought it was. Thoroughly entertaining. Um, Kenzie, you play a lot of golf. I know, Jay Bird, you've been hacking it away a little bit, too. Uh, what'd you guys think of it overall? So, I mean, shout out the setup that we had going in your backyard, by the way. But um, Yeah, that's all Eddie. I can't take credit for that setup. They, uh, the Eagle. <laughs> the Eagle. Shout out the Eagle. They uh, they didn't have great conditions. Like We did see the, uh, the delay to start. But... Overall, very disappointing front nine, um, just by match standards, and basically ruined by not my quarterback and his fucking dog shit game. Because as a professional athlete, he's got the yeah, he job. does. does. <laughs> I'm a Pat fan. Here we go. But um, he's. I mean, I I know that he doesn't play a ton of golf, and he's not expected to be like tremendous. But Cody, give me a give me a handicap check on him. Was he playing at like an eight? I think, I think Tom was about an 8.1 or an 8.4, something like that, and Peyton was a, a 6.7-ish. Yeah. It was within Tom almost a stroke. some fraudulent cards. He's yeah, dude, that, few, that's uh, borderline fraud. Yeah. You don't want to be dumping those low scores in there. But, I mean, you could see he had game, uh, that shot he holed out from. He threw all the juice on that, sucked it back in. Um, so you can see he played, but, I mean, that was just a piss-poor performance. I mean, Pey- the the commentary is the best part of that whole thing, and you got Peyton throwing some jabs at him, bringing in who we'd bring in as a as a caddy if they had caddies between Eli, um, Foles. Nick Foles, and then Belichick. But I got to go into how so many people ripping on Nicholson for his commentary. So many, they, dude. He made it because if, if Brady and Tiger aren't going to talk, he he carried the whole thing, and he's an absolute like nerd and goon, but. I mean, the way it just brings up more topics that right. somebody can answer that's, or something. That's who he is. And, like, you knew coming in, Tiger wasn't really going to bring that because, like, he's that competitor mindset. So you knew you weren't getting much out of him. But for, like, the just the average watcher tuning in, you needed Phil there. Because, like you said, Tom Brady's slapping it all around the course. Like, you needed to have that commentary to keep you engaged. And I got to give him his day due. I, I rip on Peyton Manning all the fucking time. But I do think he is great in like his post football career like in the commercials i fucking hate admitting it but he's funny as shit like he's, he's very he's good at best, what he's doing right he's now he's the best commercial personality potentially of all time yeah i agree i mean cut that meat and all that was unbelievable <laughs> but but back to phil like the things he was saying 
it's so him and in his head he thinks it's like the coolest but people like ripping on him and not understanding that that's him is just kind of crazy the high tasty bombs and shit and talking about his calves is so funny uh, hellacious seeds just like everything Dude, was i i couldn't stop laughing like when he hit me. when he hit the drive on the par four and he goes, oh, I, I juiced that. He goes, that's just a, that's a touch long. It's on the back of the green. It was fucking tremendous. I'll tell you what. Uh, I think it was sick that they went out there in the pouring rain. I mean, I know they raised a ton of money and they can't just bail, but it's pretty cool seeing them stepping up and still playing in the pouring rain. Yeah, and yeah. the fact that they had the next day to do it too, and they just said, right. no, we're doing it tonight. Yeah. Right. yeah. I think golf... I think golf would be smart to do it with a young box in the game. Like, if you want to grow golf, those young kids have a ton of personality. Uh, who am I thinking? Like, Justin Thomas, the guys, Jordan that, Speed. The guys that go on spring break yeah. together. Like, yeah. you get those four, and you just Ricky. get them shit. Like, Jordan Speed had the best comment of the day, calling Charles Barkley. No, no, that's, that's Justin Thomas. Oh, sorry, Justin yeah. Thomas. He Christian was calling him a fat ass. Justin <laughs> Thomas is going to be a tremendous, tremendous <laughs> analyst and also when all said and done because he was so strong. Yeah, that was perfect. And then getting getting the Alabama Auburn rivalry between him and Bachley was good. I love that. I love Brady. Obviously, anybody who couldn't get on Tom after what he was pulling on the front line, or first seven at least. Yeah. And then I thought the I thought the little touch they did with the golf carts and kind of personalized all those for the guys was cool too. Yeah. They had the mics and cameras in there, so you can kind of see what's going on in between shots, how the boys are feeling. Absolutely. Uh, that's the other thing too. Phil like kept it loose, but also he was like real insightful for somebody who doesn't know golf. Like the way he approached every shot, like what he was trying to do, how the course was playing, and then he would just go up and pretty much execute. I thought that was real cool. But and you guys talk about to uh, Tom and uh, Payton kind of shut up, Ophelia. You guys we talk about Tom. You guys, talk, you guys talked about Tom and Ophelia. Ophelia, <laughs> Tom and Payton. Um, you know forging their their uh, handicap but i think as many big games they played going on the golf course not in your comfort zone with the cameras on you like a ton of people watching yeah, definitely i think that's special. still pretty nerve-wracking for them yeah i mean i know it had i know based on the matchups it had to be them too like they're the quarterbacks with rivalries but to do that again if like i romo romo has some sick game and I feel like if you if you got Romo and Phil, both their goofy asses and like start, Romo's got every play diagnosed down to like a science. And then you got Phil, who that, the coolest part about that was when he had that tough chip shot, and he's like, oh look, the, the, the grain's going this way, it's wet, and he played it to absolute perfection. Yeah. That was probably my favorite part of the whole thing. My final takeaway from the match, uh, I think it was. Uh how they had to loosen up the rules a little bit and it kind of made sense to my mind like if you want to bring young viewers in the game of golf you know the guys are out there wearing shorts they're driving the carts around and it was like why can't that be how they're playing on the tour i don't know how you guys feel about it, but so i i can agree with you on the shorts and everything like that's not as big of a deal in it or any of that but as far as the carts go i mean personally i don't miss like they're Pro golfers, like, it's kind of with the game, you and your caddy walk. I mean, special people like John Dale is a big fat fuck now and just rips down darts and beers, so he gets one occasionally. But I, I don't need to see golf carts in, like, a big major. Imagine imagine people ripping carts down, like, yeah, you'd have way one out of Augusta, like, that's not it. But right. uh, as far as, like, the loosening the game up goes, the waste management every year is just an electric factory. 
And they that whole stadium part of the course is unbelievable. I actually had a buddy go last last year. He texted me some videos, and like that's what it should be. I mean, that's kind of what brings some mystique to that though is it's that one tournament too. So that's like the weekend that it's yeah. kind of all about the entertainment stuff. I'm pretty sure they play. Curry, uh, you know more of this. I don't know if they play a tournament on Lake Tahoe. And then there's like a couple holes where people pull up on boats. Yeah, that's that the ce- that's the celebrity one. So that's the pro yeah. am. I don't even know if it's a pro am or if it's just celebrities, but that's yeah, a like, pretty cool one that they have out there. Yeah, so I mean, just stuff that fans can interact in, like, kind of a scene like that. That's where I would like to see the game kind of evolve a little bit. As but as far as like the golfing goes and all, I think it's in a pretty good spot. And I think yeah. I think people are kind of jumping on board, um, like. People our age now liking golf, but uh, I think I think the ratings go up every every week and everything. I mean, especially now that Tiger's back. Agreed, agreed. Jaybird, any comment? Uh, I mean, like Kenzie said, the waste management tour is sick. I think they need to find like a happy medium between that and. You should be able to smoke if you're a smoker. <laughs> not, maybe not marijuana. You know, the stove bong and a blitz. They gotta make it a little more fun. Not, not too. I think the waste management tour every week's kind of like a joke. But I think if they loosen up just a little, I don't know how. I'm not smart like, why can't that. my buddy Kenzie walk in there with a Noonan sign and not get black <laughs> for it? Like, I think the fan engagement is huge. Like, let the fans roll. If a, a golfer's up there teeing off and they can't handle the chirp from fans, like in any other sport, that's like it's just, just heckle. Like heckling is part of the game. Why can't these guys get heckled on the tee box? Dude, like that. So, <laughs> I mean, that you can't even. They can't even be like a cricket chirping in the backswings. They go crazy. But um, what what I don't get is like little noises like that and little fans that things that fans do get in their head. But then there'll be a guy in like the shit off one of the fairways, and there's a eight foot diameter of people just lined up as he's hitting a four iron, gutted out of there. And like they can pay attention to that and not kill somebody. But like a little sound in the distance gets them, so I don't know. Game of golf's a fickle beast. Yeah, it's, it was exciting nonetheless, was, especially if you're just there to watch Tom Brady fucking smack it around all over the course. But anywho, seems like sports is slowly on its roll here, and I think the sport has their stop most together together more than any is the NHL, um, kind of starting to roll out their playoff format. Um, Kenny, you're the hockey guy here. Uh, bring us in a little bit on that. So I haven't read too much in besides what the format's going to be. Um, 12 teams on both sides. So they're going to do a, a round robin for the top four um, point totals in each conference. So the Bees will play, I believe it's the Capitals, Lightning, and Flyers um, in a round robin just to see who's going to get the one seed, which if I, I think if you're going to do – points up to this with like the rest of the eight teams in each conference i don't know why you wouldn't just keep going points here uh get like they have normally in the regular season they have a tiebreaker of regulation wins um and then they add the shootout and everything in so i don't know why they do the round robin i guess just to keep them playing while the other teams are playing uh probably get some of the revenue back as well but besides that I'm kind of on the fence. I, I think the Stanley Cup playoffs are the best thing in sports. Personally, just like, I mean, madness is also tremendous, but the run that you have to go on in just every series is a seven-game series, essentially. Mm-hmm. So I think that's tremendous. Um, but this is going to be very interesting. I mean, 
they're only leaving out what six teams so three teams in each conference so i mean unless you had a bad year you're in the race a little bit um this it's going to be interesting because obviously it's just a, normally continuous as is anything else it's interesting to see how teams are going to come back after all this i mean guys have been spread out all over the country and everything so i'm excited i mean i got into a routine during all this where every day has kind of been the same every week and up until they kind of announced that I'm not going to say I got used to not having sports, but it's gotten easier. But this coming back is going to be pretty huge. Yeah, I think once you start, I mean, even, you know, if you jump into um, like those first rounds of playoff games, even if it's like a do or die between two two wildcard teams, or I want to call them those in the hunt teams, like a, a one game, you know, went to advance. I think that's kind of cool. At the same time, I feel like, you know, it'd be awesome to see kind of this team that wasn't even in the playoff picture kind of make a run through, I guess. But if you're, you know, some of those teams, it's not that you don't want to call it bullshit or like they're getting slighted by, you know, giving teams an opportunity. And I think, like you said, a lot of it's a money grab. Like, oh, how can we maximize the money? Give more teams an opportunity to kind of make a run at this thing. So, the um, end- so it'll be interesting. The NHL every year is like anybody can win. I think the in 2012, the Kings came out and won as an eight seed, like had to win their last night of the regular season to even get in. And they, they went on a crazy run, like you get a hot goalie or something. So it is anybody's game. Um, I heard on the radio today how the salary cap that they have is going to make this easier for them to come back. This is why they're not in like crazy negotiations like the MLB is. So the cal- salary yeah. cap, everything there, they have a revenue-sharing program between the players and the owners. So I think that's why they're so on top of everything, and it kind of seems like they've been streamlined to come back. But uh, I just hope the hockey's – I hope it's as good as – I don't think it can be because imagine scoring a huge goal in an empty 18,000-person arena. Like, and selling and jumping into the boards <laughs> or something, that's going to be a little different. So I hope the fight is still there. Um, maybe get a little rivalry between some players, get some fights in early, but I am excited to see how it turns out. Yeah, I, I think there will be anything lost in the competitiveness of it without the fans. Obviously, like those guys are professionals. They're going out there. They're giving 110%. But there's something to be said for you know some of these barns. Like when you go into these arenas, like ask teams around the NHL, like, like coming into Boston during playoffs, and what that arena is like, it's you can't say that there's no home home ice advantage there. It's just su- such a different atmosphere with the te- with the fans involved. Biggest team that's going to miss out on that is Vegas. That place jumps. They do the whole charade and before the game and everything, get that place going. Uh, they had last year. I think they had bands playing in between each period. They had a yeah. They had like the the night was flying from the rafters down down the ice that is place is, that place is tight too so the fans do get involved and like i think they feed off that so um that's gonna be a big one i just i hope the bruins can keep rolling uh they just they just gave out all the regular season awards the last two days they got the president's trophy pasta uh gonna share the rocket with ovi so we'll see all right, yeah, well, it'll definitely be exciting here as, as sports get ramped up. Uh, and there's probably no right answer to any of this, but I think for the sports fan in general, we'll, we'll all be more than excited to see some playoff sports get ramped up, especially get some money flying around there. You know, everybody likes a good old gentleman's gamble. So 
Something to do for sure. And we do want to touch on a little kind of our grab bag potpourri segment of, you know, your favorite activities. Yeah, the other week we did our favorite brown bag lunch, so to speak. We kind of got to talking. We're thinking like, what would be like your ideal summer day? So you're you're on the weekend, you got no obligations going. Um, what what is like your like go to summer activity? What would be your ideal summer Saturday from start to finish, Ken's? So I'll give you my favorite day of the summer, and it is Friday of Fiesta because I take work off every year. We uh, play in the Lacito Open, which is a scramble, uh, the Lacito fundraiser. And it's at, you get to Far Corner about seven in the morning, and there's just characters everywhere. Anybody you want to see. Um, and we play behind the same group every year. And it's Walter Chincola, uh, Jack Andrews, and a couple of those, Big Benji. So we're on the same hole every year behind those guys. Walter's an absolute noodle by hole three, <laughs> just shitting on everybody who will listen. So coming off of that, I mean, tournament probably ends around two. Uh, have the cookout, give the awards away, and then you come back, and bam, you're right down pavilion, cool setup for uh, Friday, greasy pole. So that's my personal favorite day of the year, but ideal Saturday, I mean, if you could get some golf in early before the beach, or potentially at sundown, you go to the beach, get some sun in all day, grab maybe six holes before you head home, uh, that's probably the ideal day. Sweet. I, I like that. Friday at Fiesta is kind of unparalleled. I love Saturday Fiesta, too. I'll say just for your your random summer day, my ideal day would be you wake up real early, 5.36, after you tie the buzz on, but you got to get yourself up because, you know, you're going fishing in the morning. You know, we're, we we go fishing, seems like, forever. But <laughs> all for the past, like, three summers has been to catch a damn bass, and we're going to end up catching one just because it's pure heart and determination. Just Anywho, imagine... After all this hardship of not catching a fish, how electric that boat's going to be when we finally land one. Just the biggest one in the whole fucking island. This is, honestly, this touches home, too, because when we went, like, three years ago, and Rami was on the boat with Latasa and everything, Latasa says, hey, like, Nets fish that hooks up, it's it's you. And I'm like, all right, let's go. I'm going to reel this fish in. And then you dump the knife off the boat. I jumped in the water to get that brand-new knife. I come back up. Rami's got the line tight and pulls in a bass right from under my nose. You friggin' scumbag. I mean, that was the perfect sequence of if that, that knife didn't fall in the water, it could have shaken up the fish right into the bay. You know, there's a lot of variables around fishing. That's what I figured out. A lot of different variables. But anyway, so you fish for about three three hours or so, four hours, get around to like 10-ish, 10.30 after you get no fish on the boat, then you just head to Winger Sheik, and there's nothing better than getting down river and you're seeing all the boats lined up. You got the grill smoke in the air. You hear the music blast, and then you find a perfect spot to tie up into just right next to a stream of boats who, you know, everybody knows everybody somewhat and everybody's friends. It's it's summer. Drinks are flowing, and it's just like all around good time. Everybody's real low-key. I've never had seen any incident at Winger Sheik Beach. At Gloucester, I've seen a ton of drunken commotion but i've never really seen an incident at winger sheet to be honest with you no you'll get the occasional boat falling out falling off the line and floating down river with the current yeah. or, or if or somebody gets a little too little too drunk you poo and they forget what the tide is and then you got you got a 28 Sean 28 foot huge <laughs> boat 
like 30 yards in on the sand, you got to wait for the tide to come. Yeah, you just got to wait it out. Curdy, were, yeah, but... were you with us? I was on that boat that day. <laughs> yeah. And it, that Bunch thing was movies. high and dry by about noon, noon 30. Oh, yeah. my God. Dude, the best, so the best part about that is by the time you realize that you're not getting the boat out, the water's starting to leave. And then by the end of the day, it, it's not even level anymore. It's tilted because of the hull. And you're like, damn, dude, I, this is what happened. And uh, you either got to find a way home or you're sticking out about another 10 hours until the tide comes back. Just very embarrassing. Yeah, dude, <laughs> not a great look. What else? What wraps up your day, Phil Bob? What wraps up my day? Maybe, so you get back, you get like a little bit of a little bit of an intermission period. I might go grab some food, outdoor dining maybe, or even just grilling boys, grilling some food. And then, honestly, either just sit, have a fire, have some beers, or, you know, if there's a hot band downtown, you know, maybe go check out some live music, a couple mixed drinks, kind of get loose, slap some, slap some planks on the dance floor. If you're not going out, there's really, in my mind, only one way to end the day after a long beach day. And it's if you grill out outside, that's ideal for me. You have a couple more suds, and then you shower, get all the salt I off. I know, exactly. But, but then you go upstairs, and then you got the AC humming. It's pumping like an Avicii concert. And then you powder those peaches, and you oh. starfish, and you starfish in bed. And it's the best sleep of all time. You get. What is your powder? Is it the medicated? The medicated gold bonds. See, that's that's if you got the the chaffe really yeah. bad. But uh, either that or the Johnson and Johnson's good stuff too. Anything that'll smooth you out. But uh, you you got that sun tiredness and your little sunburn. That's a that's a great night's sleep to end it all right there. Yeah. Jay, you got anything? I'll go quick. I was gonna say Wingo, but I'll, I'll say you wake up with a hangover head, headache not a pounding one but just one to let you know like i probably drank a little too much last yeah, night push the envelope. go ahead no i just was saying push the envelope a little bit ahead oh yeah so you roll out of bed probably at 9 30 and you go right to sclafani's and you get a sub you get a powerade you get uh, a bag of chips and i'm a big fan of ice cold watermelon at the beach it is i'll tell you what you gotta bring the ice back a little callback from last week not ice because the ice uh makes you and it makes your uh what's it called soggy yes in english so you're going to the beach and i'm saying you go to the beach till four take a shower and you're right to the free game you you got a little sunburn on that like it kind of hurts to put your shirt on while you're battling through it You're, you're really buzzed up and then you go like you said live music is the best i'm a dj guy but live music let me see you slap the fucking face, dude. Exactly. I like, I like how you uh, you cut the beach day off at 4 o'clock. I think it's a very good time. Yeah, eat some dinner. Maybe a little 30-minute cat nap. Don't sleep on the the, uh, the delivery pizza to the beach, too. You, oh, you go grab it down. And yes. A couple games of beach volleyball. Man, nothing better. All right, here we go with the hottest segment on the island. Bam, bam, bam. It's the broadcast. Everyone's a fraud. Again, brought to you by Eiffel Apparel, Eiffel's Fitness. Kenny's got it on, Phil Potts got it on, mine's upstairs. Sorry to me. But we're all about just, you know, being together, working out up in the curve, losing some LBs, staying active. Yeah, and our second sponsor, I like to think of this as our premier sponsor. This is Neptune's Harvest. Shout out Tommy Malloy. Uh, all your agricultural needs, whatever you need, fertilizer. All uh, locally made, down on the floor. Tommy, I mean, 
I don't even know why Tommy has a car. His business is like three three houses down from his house. But anything you need, you see those big fat ass pumpkins at the Topsfield Fair. I've never been, but I have seen pictures. That's Neptune's Harvest Grown. I think they have about four years straight running with the biggest pumpkin. The goats. That could be a fraud statement, but we don't Reckon, know. No, I think you might be right. Record speaks for itself there. Absolutely. So has, I'm, has yeah. Tom Malloy been flanking us though? Why isn't he on the pod yet? I know. I, I he will come on. We just I, I think he's got he, some good stories. He does. He uh he has a couple guests he wants to see on the pod as well. He <laughs> he is the biggest supporter of the podcast. He'll text me twice <laughs> a week on topics he likes and everything. So we do love Tommy and I. We appreciate the sponsorship. But uh, I'm gonna start off with my fraud of the week right here. And I didn't have to go searching for this at all. I think this came on Saturday, <laughs> Sunday last week. Um, ooh, maybe even Monday. This might have been Memorial Day. But my fraud of the week, Christian Sanfilippo, a.k.a. Brucey. Oh, uh, yeah, my goodness. You know what? I saw him a couple of days later. I didn't even let him know. And I know he's a fan of the podcast, so he will listen to this. He was asking, he was asking what we had on this week. But Brucey... I see this is before I even knew he was a fraud. He's on Mike Emery Snapchat, roommate Mike on his new boat and everything, and he's got this fucking wetsuit on. And Brucey's going to the beach in a full wetsuit to hang out with his friends. And I'm like, what the hell is he doing? And then you see him stumbling to the front of the boat, and Emery's like, no, not here, not here. He ends up jumping off the boat maybe halfway from uh, the yacht club to the beach and ends up swimming in. Ends up swimming to the beach, and uh, shout out Stressy. Ryan Strasino came over that night, and he goes, dude, you see Brucey? And I'm like, yeah, I saw him. He swam halfway. He goes, bro, he told all our friends he swam He swam from the Anasquam Bridge in his wetsuit. So we, we ended up calling a couple people on the phone. Brucey's telling people he swam from the bridge, realistically swam about 30 yards in his friggin' wetsuit. So that's my fraud of the wow. week. Wow. Yeah. I, 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 hope his boy, I hope his boys are listening because Sal that's and them will be over him. And I, I heard he's a fibber, too. I heard he's been making up mitzies for years. Fibber uh, McGee? Yeah. Fibber McGee. Yeah, Fibber <laughs> McGee. But gotta love Brucey. Hope he is listening to this. And I want to hear his defense because he'll come up with something elaborate. I mean, that's that's the epitome of fraudulent. That, that's why this segment was made. That's why this like – you're that, right. That's why. And it, it, you know, it, it, it's we'll tough to hear that. that because Brucey's a Bates Bobcat like myself. Uh, my, well, the only question I have is why was he in a wetsuit? I, the, the water is pretty frigid still. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I was dragging the boat, Ollie's boat up yesterday. Cold cold ankles and shins. Okay. I, I'm not going full, full wetsuit. I think so he, he was might... prepared for the full bridge swim, but he just didn't didn't complete the full bridge swim. Yeah, and I, I the only thing is I think he, he's clearly getting a ride out, out of there because you don't want to be taken off a wetsuit and putting back on him. No. But, um, yeah, fridge, I think he had the hood on it, so he was, he was full in. Wow. Brucey. <laughs> I'll go next. Um, now, this could just be an ignorant fraud of the week by me because I'm just not educated enough on this topic. But we don't do a lot of research here at uh, Beneath the Bar. So there was supposed to be uh, SpaceX was supposed to launch yesterday. Cardi actually might know a little bit more about this. Nothing. But they were supposed to launch yesterday. Elon Musk, I hate him. He just says shit and never does it. Uh, when those kids were trapped in that tunnel, he's like, I'll go get them out with a thing. And he just did nothing. Like, Elon, shut up. But, he's an unbelievable personality. I don't like him. But he's kind of like a robot to me, honestly. Yeah. And his baby's name, it was like XE Ash thing. Get get out of here. So whatever. They're supposed to launch. 
and they did it launch yesterday, and this is where I'm going to get ignorant and dumb, but because of the weather, I just don't get, if you're going into space, like, what the fuck does the weather, like, you can't handle a little rain, you're going into fucking outer space. I don't, I just can't comprehend that because I'm stupid. Someone inform me. I, I'm with you because they have those big ass thrusters. You can't you can't cut through some fucking thing. <laughs> right, you're going in that big like, ass what? thing. If you, you can't get through that, what is? How are you gonna get into space if you can't get through a little Florida wind? Acting like it would have been a Tom Brady toe shank out there on fucking trees, <laughs> looking into the fucking trees. Like, come on. That's it's definitely a- probably what would have happened. What do you got, Kurt? Aviation specialist. I'm not, but I would think if there's any type of crosswind or stuff going on at launch or up in the atmosphere somewhere that would throw off like where they're going to enter yeah. they're like, space. Yeah. And like, if you're going to hit something else yeah. that's up there, yeah, possibly. But- hey, I don't know. I don't know the mechanics <laughs> behind this. What else is up there? I'm not that in the was, space that's force. That's really the only thing, but those ships, I mean, what are they, they end up using like 10% of the rocket that they built when they're up there. Yeah, I don't But those that, things yeah. are so heavy that I, I mean, it's not like a twist is ripping and throwing it around. And they still have the thrusters on, so their entry point. I mean, they're going to, what? They're going to orbit the Earth a couple times. They're going on the space station, I think. Yeah, so I don't think think it has anything to do with the, I think the only point. That's a great point, Kenny. If you're going to orbit, why does it matter where you come in from? Yeah, you're fucking flying around. (laughs) Well, dude, no. Listen, I've been on a jet blue flight with worse wind than that. You're telling me fucking Elon can't do that. Yeah, fraudulence all around. Once you break out of the atmosphere, (laughs) it's not like it's raining in space. So you're out of it. Once you get out of the shit, you're out of the shit. I mean, that could, honestly, that could be NASA being just borderline fraudulent and like acting like they're more important than they are. It was fucking can't stand NASA. We're going to have a big, we're going to have a segment on NASA. In dinosaurs one day. It's not right now, but NASA, they just make shit up. So. I think they said they're launching Saturday, so hopefully everything goes well. Yeah, hopefully. Like, we pray for the best. Ho- hopefully if it's this, sunny. If it doesn't go well, we might have Hopefully there's not a flock of migratory birds making their way through Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, watch out. A seagull might take them down next. Yeah. What do you got, Adam? Rods. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Curry, I'm going to need you to cut that and play that a million times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, DZ, hit us. My fraud of the week, and I've, I've kind of stated this for a while. It's something that really grinds my gears. But now that the weather's coming out and starting to rear its ugly head again, and it's when people post a photo on Instagram, they post it to their Instagram page, and then they will put that photo on their Instagram story, but like blur it out with like some type of emoji. And use like either the words like new post, like go check out my new post. Like what? You just have to give them the big old settle down. <laughs> for starters, I'm probably already saw that post, and if I haven't, I was gonna see it in about two minutes when I was scrolling through my feed. My like, favorite part is when they put it up and they say like like the new or like the post or something. It's like listen, I like every single thing that's on Instagram. <laughs> it's swipe double tap, swipe double tap, swipe double tap. Occasionally miss out on the ads, but if it's on there, chances are I'm liking. I don't need you to tell me. And what's the point of getting likes? You got to tell people for right. Like if it's worthy, it's getting liked. Don't go out there fishing for for more than for more than it's worth. I don't even know if I on my Instagram if I have like more than three pictures. You're, you're still on my Instagram. Thank you. <laughs> I would say I'm less likely to like it if yes. you put that. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. Great point. Great point. He is. I'll tell you what. 
I don't I won't use any government names and I know she doesn't listen to the podcast, but one of my friends from school will Snapchat people and be like, Go like my new Instagram. No. No. I don't love it. Has she been down here for Fiesta? Uh, no comment. Right. <laughs> Is there a chance she's listening to the pod as we speak? Uh, no. Well, nobody is, but... Uh, <laughs> Not as we speak. <laughs> well... But if she is, you're fraudulent for doing that. That's yeah. a fraud. Definitely a weird move. Cody, what do you got to round this out, cuz? Yeah, well, I haven't really had to dig in and find my frauds. They just pop up during the week within our little pod group that we have going, and... This week, I got an anonymous tip from Leah Thompson, maybe. And <laughs> it was of my own co-host on TWBLC, Drew Luster, at the beach with what looked like a North Face sweatpants, socks, shoes, the whole kit and caboodle on in a beach chair. And that's all good and well. It was probably a little chilly out there. But the problem of him being now a dual fraud because of this is First he... Time. He shit all over people on our podcast who went to the beach and wore Jordan socks, whatever, and how they're clueless to go on the beach. He's the local. He knows how to do it, yada, yada, yada. And I'll have a picture up on here. It, it's a tough look for my own co-host being the first dual fraud. That's a, I mean, being the first dual fraud is a huge honor for Drew Luster. If he gets the triple, triple crown before someone else gets two, that's big. But embarrassing, embarrassing moment for a guy whose family is involved in a group of families who spend a week down the beach, a week straight. They might as well have tents down there every summer. They all take the same vacation and go down there. And he's out here in shoes and socks. And I, I can get on his point about the Jordans and everything because you it's so easy to tell when kids from Peabody show up to Good Harbor. When they have the friggin' speakers playing the friggin' the gym shorts <laughs> is the worst. The, the gym shorts, the gym shorts and the calf socks, yeah. and oh. just looking like a total dweeb. But dweeb. I mean, so <laughs> Drew's is a little less bad. At least he had like the boat shoes on. But come on, cuz that's pathetic. And they always come in two two men in the cooler down the beach. Oh yeah. You know where they're. You see feet. that? It's like oh my. You God. see that cooler leaving with Officer Cahill thirty minutes later because they're drinking on the beach and he's laughing and he's going. <laughs> Hey, 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 Mazina, I don't got bad beers tonight. <laughs> hey, that's the only way you're getting caught at the beach with the booze, though, is those kids coming in with the Jordans with groups right. of 35, 40 people and bumping house music. Because yeah. if you're a local and you don't have Jordans on, the cops are just going to let you kick it. And you end up with all your beers for the day. So that's on them. <laughs> you know what Drew's going to say? He's going to say it was nighttime. It's different in the middle of the day. But what I'll say is I've been to the beach with shoes. But once I get to that boardwalk, the shoes are off, the socks are off, and I'm walking on the beach carrying them. If it's nighttime, yeah, 100%. If I have shoes, I'm not waiting. To, there's no socks involved. No, only time was a DPW when I'm cleaning the beach. <laughs> With Jenkins. That was a grind. But oh, Kyle J. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, frauds of the week. Drew Luster, I might, I might start a tally and just tally them up and see how many he can get in a calendar year while we're here. There you have it. Quite, quite weak. We didn't get the poll going up this week, but we will get it going in the. Oh, that's time. on me. You? No, that's on me. Oh no, you're taking. That's good accountability. Hands up emoji. <laughs> so we'll but, get it up uh, next week. Uh, if you have a fraud, just continue to send them in. Um, if you have a fraud that you think needs to get on there and defend themselves, Brucey, maybe we can try to get them on. So. 
I, I also want to shout out everybody who voted and gave me the uh, the, <laughs> the title for lunch of the week. I, I really appreciate it. Love all my fans out there. I, I know the Alios was a great play, and I'm glad you guys all agreed. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm sure. I, I'd love to see everybody who voted for you chomp down on a cold-ass Elio. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking frauds. They're all frauds. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. All righty. Well, well, we'll be back next week. Hopefully, you know, this thing's, this wave's starting to build some momentum. Hopefully we get some sports back going soon. The restrictions ease up a little bit. Maybe we can actually hit the bar. Anybody want to go? You want to go, go to the bar? I'll go to the bar. <laughs> hey, a lot of bar hours uh, in in the pocket right now. Oh, we got same. a lot to make up for. Yeah, absolutely. All, All right, right, boys. <laughs> the last time I had it, I was half in the bag And I was whipping through town with some rap music Blasting backseat for the twisted souls We killed the dirty fireball and a couple bowls It's how we do And it was just about the proper time To drop the vehicle I swang it in the lot behind The Papa Gino's J-Walk Right across the street It wasn't easy keeping Tinky up on his feet But we did zip it up to the bounces there I bought a round